A Synergist Media Production. Two geniuses. I read seven books of the Bible in one day. Craving your attention. I want you to love us. Bringing you humor. Because we are funny. Reminding you who you are. I believe this generation will be a generation of Davids answering the call. Honesty. Listen, Rover, you're fat. A voice for a generation. They stepped up when the time was needed. This is The Gist. So last night, the person sitting to my right ate exactly five croissants and a cookie. You have your direction wrong. Yes, I can't read, so it's okay. On my right, from the camera's point of view, Mm. is going to eat five croissants and a cookie the size of Vero's head and Heidi's head combined with four scoops of ice cream on there. And probably weighs about 45 pounds. Wow. And that is Mrs. Kaylin Harrell. That's me, folks. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't regret it. Was it good? It was delicious. I tried making other than a cookie the, last night. Other than the cookies. <laughs> the cookie in that... It was like a pan of cookies. It's like five days old, honestly. Uh-uh. That's what it tasted like. It tasted yeah. like... They bake them, right, on spot? No, like a day, a few days ahead of time. They They're pre-made like usually. Days ahead? Then they just put it into the hot plate and it's hot warm again. Oh, that's gross. So that's how most restaurants do it. They have like a pre-made stuff and then they just run it into a hot plate. Like, like, a like cookie? Yeah, it makes it warmer. It's supposed to make it warmer. You could well, do it again, but it doesn't. When you buy cookies at the store, how old are they? Um, what the expiration date says on there? Old? Yeah, what do they put in those things to make them last so long? They air sealed them in the yeah. air slot. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like the crunchy ones? Why are they crunchy? Because <laughs> they're old. Crunchy cookies are nasty cookies. <laughs> That's disgusting. They're the worst cookies no, out there. cookies are nasty. The best? Chips Ahoy. Nasty. Um, you have some milk? The best. Butter butters in the no, no, right. <laughs> the best cookie is the crunchy on the outside. <sighs> I know. Like the crispy on the outside. Gooey, warm on the inside, Ew. or just burnt. Burnt like <laughs> cookies are really good. Actually, I went from one extreme to the opposite extreme. You know, I tried them because brother Tony likes burnt cookies, and I tried burnt a piece of his, and I was like, good. "This is bomb." You know what is a, like a burnt cookie? It doesn't. It tastes like a burnt cookie, but it's so good. It's the Biscoff cookies. They're like those are gross. They're, they're <laughs> wrong with you, Vero? Those are my favorite. They're I'll not take, crackers. They're cookies. Oh my god! What is the best cookie? Store-bought cookie out there. Biscoff. Chips Ahoy. 100% Because oh, yeah. when you're like five years old, the uh, ones the frosting on top are like, you crave uh, them. Not even five. Like, like <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it's like cookie with the frosting, like they're like pink or blue or white. Those when like five years old to like 10 are like the best cookie you've ever had in your life. The ones that, the, it's like the Pillsbury dough ones and they have like the Christmas trees on yeah. them and then uh, in Halloween they'll have like yeah. ghosts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are good ones. They're like a sinner while eating them. I think the best <laughs> store bought ones are the you ones. Are the, what are the ones oh called? Gosh. The chessmen cookies. Those are good. The what? What kind of cookies have you eaten in your life, bro? They're like Biscoff chessmen. They're not off brand cookies. Have you ever actually really expensive cookies that are really good? Yes, they're good. But have you ever had Desiree's banana pudding? It's all right. It's a bit. It's so good, you but know, those are the cookies that she's. Banana pudding is mid though. Seen right now. 
bomb cookies that I Whoa. actually asked for from my birthday. That is not the cookie I was looking for. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> is that? WWE character. That's not WWE. You should know. Oh, it's a Mexican Looks professional like wrestler. I'm tell I told you. Yeah, my cousin, I knew it. Things. I watch Ooh, him on. Ooh. Every Sunday I watch him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's your cousin. Yeah, it's my cousin. He's not my cousin. Um, you look like okay. You know what's really good are the Oreo thins. <gasps> the mint ones. Yes. Those I love peanut butter oh my, Oreos. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Oh my so god. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Right. Oh, I can't eat them right now. I wish. I want them right now. I tried them at NYC for the first time ever. And let me tell you, life changing. Like, I threw the butter butters out of the cabinet and put. Oh, I snuck one of Brother Tony so no one would see me, and I dropped it in his hand, and he was like, this is the best thing ever. Those are so, so Are they good. the thins or like the actual double stuff? No, ones? they're the actual double stuff, but they're so good. It wasn't double, yeah, was it? I like, they're I good. The stuff they're ones mint? are good. No, they're peanut butter. Peanut butter. Oh, those <laughs> are really <laughs> nasty. It tastes like graham crackers and peanut butter. They're <laughs> what? so they're right. good. Aww. I like them. They're all right. I think the thins are better, though. I can eat a whole to, thing of them. Yeah, I like the thin I feel like thins are better in everything. Like the, the Reese's thins. Exactly. The Reese's thins are really good. Uh, I don't know about oh, the Reese's. Reese's. Well, oh, the I dark chocolate Reese's thins are bomb. Oh, that's Those are gross. so good. Yeah. I like so, at some point in the near future, we're going to do a vlog just on Reese's products. Um, whenever Trail. we're done with our diets and stuff. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Actually, I am on a diet. She's <laughs> so, on the carb diet, eating yeah. five croissants and cookies a day. Seafood diet. And uh, and like just figure out rate the best Reese's products on like that are out there because there's like nine thousand. I looked it up. There's Reese's like over a hundred Reese's, Reese's products out there. You know the cereals and stuff of like that too. It's like insane how much Reese's is like engulfed the culture. I could talk about desserts all day. Peanut butter. Food. Yeah. Peanut I butter. might have to fast like for the rest of my life. I don't know. <laughs> I might be sinning right now. I don't know. I'm like thinking. Are you gluttonous? All day. I've been thinking Kaylin's about the bazooki from um, BJ's. Guys, if you ever try it, <laughs> go to BJ's. I'm actually not big on you the need to tr- No. This triple chocolate. I will not take that. Kaylin's triple chocolate bazooki. So brownie. <laughs> go try it. It's the best one. If you like dark chocolates, tasting stuff. If you like chocolate. Those pazookis, I literally dream about them. You dream about them? I'm I don't think I've ever dreamed about food before, actually. I really don't. I have. I don't know if I have. It's like the best meal ever, especially on the seven-day fast. It's sad. I don't think I've ever dreamed about food. It is sad. No, I dream about cooking food. Like cooking, like in a queen in a kitchen and cooking. Why? You are the, literally the most mom-wife person I've ever met in my life. Your entire life is based upon She's being like, a mom. I dream about folding laundry. You were literally highlighting versus on marriage at seven years old, I so I don't know. I dream about oh, yeah. doing the dishes twenty. Yes. She's like, am I dreaming? Cleaning the house and mopping diapers? the floors. No. Scrubbing I was the floors on my knees. In my kitchen of my new house. Mopping the floors with a paintbrush. So it, there's this meme of this lady on the floor, and she's like, paint. It looks like she's painting a tile, and it says, "When your husband um, tells you he wants to have a meeting about your online spending after you get done mopping the floors, and she's just painting the floor. She's mopping Basically, with she's a paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> mopping the floor, not the paintbrush. You wouldn't have that conversation for like two weeks. 
<laughs> Every crevice. You may never have it ever again if that was for this. <laughs> so was, I'd be mad if that was him. So I'm saying, I'd be mad. I feel like I'll be the one Can having a conversation with you. Never mind. I was about to. <laughs> I'd be mad. No, you'd be the one on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay. But I don't care. I don't like talking anyway. So <laughs> it works it out. <laughs> oh, I feel like that would totally be so true. Like, you know, can't fucking talk. <laughs> oh, well. I think you should just use the normal mop and go buy some more well, stuff. Well, that's, that's not fun, you know. So. Yeah, and then you not... talk in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a mansion. Or you can Chiang. use, well, see, I'll have a mansion. There's, did you know? Well, yeah, you're a blessing. I have a job of getting blessed every day. Yes, Lord. Honestly, you literally get for free for like three days straight. It's crazy. Good. Yeah. She walks up this afternoon, throws a bag of snacks on the uh, <laughs> on the table, and hadn't bought one of them. <laughs> hadn't bought one of them. Uh, we we're stealing for people. Well, <laughs> it wasn't stealing. You should have got two Chick Fil A uh, sandwiches though. We could probably give them to you. Wait, do I have anything? On my oh, I took four. This <laughs> week, <laughs> if you want free food, come to Red State College. You'll get free food. If you live in Montana, if you live in New York, come <laughs> I just down. got a free something from Chick Fil A. What is it? A I free spicy sandwich that I can't eat. Did I get one? Maybe check it. I'll eat it for you. Right now, Thank you, on God, the podcast, everybody check your check your check your Chick Fil A app. See check your Chick Fil A app right now. I, I just, just got from the fifteen. This is, this is my birthday. This is a double portion on the room right now. Birthday, happy birthday! What, what, you, what, you got yours for no reason. I just went to Chick Fil A. Some of us are so blessed, so not. Yeah. I need one for my birthday. Did you get one? Did you get one? one? Just randomly. Uh, I'll look at mine too. Let's see who's blessed uh, in the house. Oh, you didn't get one. Oh, uh, not I blessed. I haven't been to Chick Fil A in a month, guys. Chick-fil-A, and so I'm blessed. Did your say happy birthday? <laughs> no. <laughs> I need two rewards. They just said then. a thank you from Bill uh, you know Rendius, the operator from 15th and Let's see if mine's loading. Yo, I'm loading. I got I got a free sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Have you I don't use it very much, as you can tell. No, <laughs> I am not blessed. Oh, thank you, I Jesus. I me neither. You I didn't up. get a reward. No, I'm Aww. not blessed. You got blessed with the job opportunity today. <laughs> Maybe you'll see. It's a dishwasher. So don't forget to show up in your apron. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, but you get benefits. You get dental health care, all that stuff. They said. I so. wow. have to use this by September 18th. When do I have to use mine by? Yesterday. I bet the dental care is the one here on campus. August 31st. <laughs> the students working yes. on the Listen, we need some more Dodgers on campus. Get some free medical care, too. Uh, I'm going to get doctors on campus. campus. Listen, doctors. We need some. Get some free health care. You know, just say, listen, I broke my leg. Can you help me out? You know? Are you going to be the doctor? No. Because they do hygiene, you can get your teeth clean for free for your students. Ten dollars. There's a free for students. Yeah, ten dollars. But are they gonna take all day to fix your leg, or are they just gonna like slowly like bolt <sighs> hey, your knee I don't. I don't judge my blessings upon you know how much they are. I judge them by. Get her done. What if they, they don't even give you like anesthesia too? So it's just like painful. At least day. I'm able to walk again. You know. <laughs> but ask Job how he. You made hope it. you can walk again. Ask Job how he made it. You're just gonna know? walk with a limp for the rest of your life. Like Wasn't that someone's message? Some man with a limp or something like that. Israel. So. There's somebody's preached Didn't that. Didn't Jacob walk with a limp for us mm-hmm. the side? Yeah, but it's like a, someone pre- preached that. It marked him. He's different. Okay. He's <laughs> different. He's different. 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 Wasn't it? Croissant different. Was it at NYC? 
<laughs> no, it's like I feel like it's a long time ago, but like I've heard someone had like some kind of message like probably welcome with yeah, love. Yeah, it. it's a good thing to talk about. Like I, I won't doubt that somebody has. <laughs> See, I'm sure the whole battles are pretty at this point. I've never heard. Uh, This is The Conversation. All right, guys, welcome back to The Conversation. Today, we're talking about environment, not the one outside where it's a thousand degrees outside today. And I was sweating. Did you see Jeremy's fans? She was using the one on her neck. Yeah, I saw her bring them in. Bring her neck fan? She has like some kind of fan, like you put it on your neck and it's like blowing. But does it actually air. work? She said, she, yes. she said that like it... It's both hot on her face, so it needs a mister on there too. If you get a mister, someone needs to invent a fan. It's like oh, has an electronic mister on there. Not when you press, you push the button yourself. When it's like electronic, it like the zoo for itself, like hot nonstop. Because that'd be a genius idea, and I want. What does it actually cool you down? Not what. Um, I mean, it's probably better than nothing. I don't know. Water cools you down. <laughs> we should have had a water fight today. You know what? On the, on the, start a whole on the whole entire row of a hundred people on tables. Dump that huge bucket that had all the drinks in it. <laughs> yeah, from the other club. But yeah, social environment today and how they affect you, what they do to you, how to thrive in good environments, bad environments, all the above. Um, but the thing is, a lot of times we don't get to choose the environment we're in. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we're kind of stuck in different situations, whether it be a home situation, good or bad, a school. Sometimes we don't get to choose those situations. And sometimes we don't get to choose the church we're at. So any environment can be have a positive effect on you or a negative effect on you so i think the first question is how do does your environment how do environments affect you or effect i'm not sure which <laughs> i that confused me a or e i never know which, which one to do effect i think your environment's yeah. always there as an influence on you maybe your attitude or what's going on but i think your avi- environment affects you how you allow it to affect you exactly. like it's it depends on what you focus on so how do you fi- how do you determine whether or not your environment affects you or not what you focus on so how do you, but so how so it's easier said than that I think because it's easy to say yeah focus on it but when you're in a situation where everything around you everything that's in your face isn't good isn't positive how do you drown out those noises how do you drown out those things and find a place where you're focusing on what is right? Okay, for example, like I was gonna say, kind of give the example of like the family that you're born into. You didn't choose that environment. You grow up. And you're at that age, you don't really notice the difference of your environment versus somebody else's environment, usually, because that's what you know. It's not usually until you grow and you're like, oh, my household or my experience growing up, the environment I grew up with is completely different than theirs. Um, kind of like, you don't, I feel like it's harder to realize what your environment is when you're younger. Um, because it's all that you know. Although you do, I don't know, what do you think on that? Is that what he's asking? Well, he's asking how, like what? I think it affects you in different ways. If you're a kid, of course it's going to form who you are or have an influence on that. But if you get older and you realize it's negative, you've seen something different, I think it's still what you choose to focus on. How, how to overcome it, like when I was living in a home that was ungodly, I didn't focus on the fact that I was the only one living for God, or I didn't focus on the fact that, you know, there's the peer pressure or movies and just whatever. 
um, I just focused on relationship with God, and, and because of that, I was able to grow. But I don't. I I can't say that it doesn't weigh you down. I think it does in a way. I mean, you feel it, and you get tired, and so that's why you need the body. You need to be involved in church. So when it comes to environments and focusing on the right things learning what those right things are and applying those things to your life, how critical do you think it is to, while you're in those rough environments, those environments that may not be the most positive for your, your health, your growth spiritually, you know, naturally, how do you find positive environments during those times? Whether it be people, church, and how do you make it, uh, um, and how do you decide, how do you figure out that time to make. How do you make time and for those positive environments to be around people who can help you and grow you? How can you be intentional about not letting those things weigh you down? Play sermons in the background every day. Play worship music. That's what I did. Um, and I still do. Or every time the doors are open at church, every time like like we tell the youth to go to a youth worker's house, like when their doors are open, go help them with something. Mm-hmm. Just whenever you can, go to, get out, just get out. I think Take you a break. just said it in asking the question on that it's it's intentional. There has to there has to be an, an intentional, yeah, intentional. Um, mm-hmm. to to go to church to surround yourself um, with the body with um, people that are going to be positive yeah. influences on you. Yeah, I think you can still choose to be in a negative environment even when you are around a good one, or positive ones. I grew up in church, and even in going up in church, there were peers I had in my life who, even though they had good parents, they had a good body around them, they chose to hang around influences and be in environments where it was detrimental to their growth, to their spiritual health, to them overcoming, to them becoming all God called them to be. And even if your environment, your natural environment, your home life, your church life is a positive one, you can still choose to be in environments and situations that are negative for you, that are going to affect you in a bad way. Like like Michaela said, it's what you focus on. It's what is your focus at? And if you're focusing on and what you find, what what you find interesting, what entices you? It says everyone's drawn away by their own, the less their own enticing. Whatever is enticing you. And sometimes we can be lured away to become a part of different groups, be in different environments, at school with friends, at church with friends, um, that you begin to fall into a trap of, you think, well, this is a positive environment because they're affirming me, they're affirming who I am. When that affirmation is really costing your salvation. It's, it's causing you to, to become someone who God did not call you to be. And you're affirming your desires, you're affirming your feelings, but... The group at church. Huh? The group at church. We can choose to have the friends at church who aren't sold out at church, you know? And you can choose to have to be around people, because again, I grew up with people who had every opportunity in the environment they're in to thrive and to achieve something great, but they chose a bad environment. They chose to be around people who created a negative environment 
in their life, became a negative influence in their life? I think that um, whatever environment you're in, if it's one that you can't control, your environment can either push you into greater or it can influence you wrong, but you choose what you want to do. So I think like, you know, thinking of the situation, if it's just negative, I think consecration is absolutely Mm -hmm. necessary. Now it's necessary no matter what, but I remember like going from always being kind of on the, I don't want to say defense, but I never let my guard down because I knew like, you know, this is where I came from. I'm not going to go back. But I remember when I got out of that environment, actually, it was hard to keep that discipline because there wasn't that fight there. There wasn't that pushback. And so I had to really learn consistency for like and want a relationship with God, not just because I didn't want to fall, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes you can go back and forth between good and bad environments. Yeah. You go to church, you're going to be like the church people are. Right. You're going to, you know, get the Holy Ghost, have a good time, go to a big event, NYC, OYC, and you are all in, you're all out. But then you go back to school, which is maybe a more negative environment around friends who are going to impact you in a negative way and then you find yourself slipping back into some old habits because mm-hmm. you, you you got to such a high where you let your guard down like Michaela just said or you feel like I'm safe I'm fine but the reality is you're opening a door for some old influence to come back into your life I think that's why you have to know what you live for and who you are because if you just go with whatever environment you're in, you're going to be up and down all the time. Instead of being able to be consistent, whether I'm in a positive place or a negative place, mm-hmm. I can still be who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, know, know what influences you too. Because I think we all know the things that are our weaknesses or that cause us, or you should. If you don't know, that's the first step to overcoming is recognizing what makes you vulnerable. What is it when you're tired? Is it a certain room in the house? Is it being on your phone at a certain time of the day? Whatever it may be, you have to recognize your weakest moments or when you are your weakest for anything, for sin, for your diet, for if you're getting off work and you're hungry, you see a McDonald's sign, you know, and you're smelling those burgers. If that's your weakest spot, you know, go a different direction home, you know. Whatever it is, you can you identify the things that are going to cause you to, to fall the environment's going to cause you to start to have old emotions, have old thoughts, have old desires, and recognize those things. And like Michaela said, keep your guard up. Recognize when we're in those moments, we're in those opportunities. When you're in those environments, i got to put my guard up. I can't let it go back down. I can let it down in the good environments. I can be myself, be natural at church. I don't have to worry about the peer pressures, the, the, the negative environments for those people. But I have to remember i got to put those, those, those walls, those good, solid walls back up and keep the things out that should be out well i think that goes with boundaries and self-control you know if you discipline yourself and you have self-control your focus isn't always um i have to keep my guard up don't let it down don't let it down because then you don't get anywhere but i think when you have self-control when the opportunity presents itself you just say no i'm not going to do that i've decided that this is my boundary this is not what i'm going to whatever and so i think in in whatever environment you're in self-control you have to have self-control you need discipline you need you need to be able to say no because if your excuse is when i'm in this situation and and this is happening you know but whatever your go-to was your plan b was doesn't work where's the no come you know you have to be able to have for yourself a reason to say no a want to say no if that makes sense 
Because if my plan B doesn't work out, then my no is gone, if that makes sense. Because people people or things can't always keep you from crossing the boundary. You've got to say no. I think it comes back to being like immovable, like anchored on on what on who you are. Conviction. And convictions and and not let like you said, not letting your environments determine what decision you make whenever you're Plan B doesn't work. Um, so it definitely does come back to consecration um, and being firm and unmovable on those values that you, on those boundaries that you have set for yourself. You gotta get a conviction. Where does that come from? Relationship with God. Relationship with God, the Word of God, mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. I think so. All right, this has been the conversation. Talk to you next time. Bye.